0: Welcome back into the Trip Preps podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, reporter here at the Tribune. I am joined by our assistant sports editor, Todd Sommerfeld, and Zach James. Uh, we're going to be breaking down some of the, the high school events going on in the area this week. Got a big girls matchup in the NBC. We're going to go back a little bit in time and talk about the Midwest Players Classic from last weekend, a great showcase of basketball, uh, high school basketball. Um, down at the lacrosse center and then look forward to another one hopefully on Saturday with the Cooley Classic coming up but uh, we got to start first with a huge matchup in the MVC on the girls side on Alaska heading to Aquinas uh, this has been obviously it's a rivalry game in the MVC all those games are but uh, Onalaska in the last, you know, four or five years, while Aquinas has been so good, Alaska has been that team that's been a thorn in their side, been giving them a tough game every single time, and uh, it wasn't quite that way early in the season when they matched up. Aquinas was able to pull away uh, in the second half, but... That's kind of been the theme. Right, exactly. It's Onalaska gives them a great shot, and then eventually I feel like just the talent and uh, the way Aqu- Aquinas plays eventually wins out, but uh, I know you guys have seen Aquinas play more than I have this year. Uh, and Zach, want to hear your perspective first because th- this team is just different from last year's team because I had so many seniors that all graduated. We've seen you know a handful of them over UWL doing good things to that women's team. But what do you see from this year's team that maybe it's a little bit different for Aquinas? Yeah. Uh-
1: I just see them being more focused and being more driven in. Not saying that last year's team was, but I think this team realizes that they do have a target on their back and that they have to come out every night and perform their best because just good enough isn't good enough, even though the scoreboard shows that good enough is good yeah, enough. Yeah, they got the talent. They got the talent <laughs> too teams the way that they do, but I think from here on out, I think Coach Dave Donorski is going to focus on his team to play as perfectly as they can coming down the stretch, so when it comes time to, probably when they face Melman in the state championship game, that they will play as perfectly as possible and continue the winning streak and create a little
0: dynasty a la Caledonia football. For sure. Uh, Forgot to mention, probably should have, uh, Aquinas is the number one ranked team in Division 4 on the girls' side. Um, And Melvin, who Zach just mentioned, they're number three in this week's poll. But Todd, I mean, you've seen Dave Vernarsky go from uh, assistant boys coach at Aquinas and uh, taking over this girls' program, making it as strong as it is, and now you know, they're on the run that they are. What is it about the matchup with Onalaska seemingly every year that they're able to, you know, land a couple of those early punches and be in the game for longer than maybe on paper it looks like they should be?
2: Well, I think Onalaska is a legit good team and has been the last yeah. few yeah. years. And one of the, the things they're fighting this year is consistency. And uh, Shane Schmeling talked about it after uh, they beat Holman on Tuesday night. And, and we'll have a, a story on the CrossTribune.com on Thursday talking about this. Um, but uh, he, he just talked about the inconsistencies they've had, and in that game, he said they played, you know, a great first 14 minutes, and then had a four-minute lapse, which is kind of how it's gone. Uh, and what the story in the paper on Thursday, or in the on the website on Thursday, is about uh, is about the fact that, you know, the last two times these teams have played, on Alaska's led at the half. And then Aquinas came back and, and won the game. Uh, the other game in the, in the three-game stretch, it was tied at the half. So Onalaska's been able to hang in there in the first half. And last year, the game at Aquinas, they were way ahead yep. Yep. in mm-hmm. the first half, and Aquinas came back. So Onalaska just has to, you know, focus on putting together a full game. And that's not easy to do against Aquinas. As, as uh, Coach Schmaling said, you know, we have to take care of the ball which is easier said than done, right. it's, you, right. you know, and he's like, I say that every time we play him, but we have to take care of the ball. and, and That's a fact. At, yeah, yeah and, and nobody is having an easy time doing that just with the way Aquinas defends. So if Onalaska can do that and come out, they do have multiple scorers. It's not like they're relying on, on one kid to do all that. Um, so, you know, between, between the Millers and Kamoke. So, you know, they have different weapons they can use, and it'll all come... Depend if they can come out and, and put that whole game together. It's still going to be hard by putting a whole game together just as good as Aquinas is playing. And, and what we saw at the center on, on Saturday was pretty amazing on the big court and, yeah, yeah. and everything spread out. And, you know, they just went from from the opening tip to the final mm-hmm. buzzer at, at 100 miles an hour in that game and won by 50. But uh, So on, maybe on Alaska's best game, still can't do it, but they at least have to go out and give it that just to, to see if they have a shot.
0: I think what's interesting every season with this matchup is that it's – we we've, You see the consistency out of players like Lex, Lexi Donarski for uh, Aquinas, but it's always somebody that a second or third player that seems to have a, a big game. You look at Courtney Becker, had a nice game in the first matchup, but then you also talk about Taylor Tayush, who's probably a little bit under under mm-hmm. some people's radars if they're not paying yeah. super yeah. close attention because she's been playing so well for him this season, and I think what she brings that maybe they, they didn't have – uh, until she came onto the roster she helped spread that floor so much <laughs> from the other guard spot with Lexi Donarski where Donarski's you know probably best skill is the, her dribble drive ability to pull up off of that yeah. get all the way to the rim things like that but what Teyush does is being such a good three point shooter she forces defenses to stay locked on her and gives Donarski and the whole rest of the team a lot of area in the paint to work with because the defense has to really stretch themselves out on her
2: and Donarski is very good at finding Taysh when she gets in the lane and gets in trouble and can't finish whatever she's trying to finish in there uh, they, they're getting and, and taysha if you watch her play she's she's a, just a really good catch and shoot kid and you don't see a ton of that anymore yeah it seems like a lot of people have to to work themselves into their shot and she's just so good at catching it squaring up and shooting and she's got a quick release. And you, you talked about her not really being on a lot of people's radars, but she really needs to be, uh, especially after, you know, what she did at the lacrosse center on Saturday. I had to tweet about it because I've seen a lot of bad or a lot of really good shooters go there and have bad games and she didn't let, the, the difference in the court and, and all of her surroundings affect her at all. She switched the first three she took. Uh, I think she had three in the game. It was three or four. I think it was four. Yeah th- yeah three or four. Um but but showed what a good shooter she was there, I think, on Saturday. Especially you were leaving the morning too.
0: It, yeah uh, exactly. <laughs> um so that game's at seven fifteen over at Aquinas on Thursday. Uh, make sure you get there early because you guys know Aquinas doesn't have a ton of parking. Yes. Uh, and then you know their girls' game gives great crowds, so um, make sure you get around there. I'm sure the neighbors love how many cars are up <laughs> and down the streets around there. They've probably gotten used to it over the years, but. um, you guys mentioned how well Tayush and the Blue Golds played at the Midwest Players Classic. Well, let's kind of transition over to there. They start the day off with a blowout over Hayward. Mm-hmm. Hayward's been a, a good team, a state-contending team, and then Aquinas just kind of makes them look silly. Yeah. Um, and you guys were both there pretty much all day. So uh, let, let's just kind of start with what were some of the, the, the biggest highlights that you guys saw from uh, you the know, Midwest Players Classic, which had so much talent at it?
2: Uh, I would say... The, the central Minnehaha game I thought was great. I think there might be some people who watched it and thought maybe it was too physical, the officials let them play too much. Um, but from what I could tell, you know, aside from a call here or there, uh, I, I think everything was pretty much went both sides. They were both able to be physical. Um, and, and I thought it was just a really, really good game for the kind of event they're putting on. I agree. They want to bring in these good teams. We saw them just go blow for blow for an entire game. Minnehaha ended up winning the game. Uh, Jordan Davis fouled out. I know he wasn't really happy with some of the calls and there were some of the other people there in, in terms of the ones that went against him. But but both teams, like I said, were able to be physical. And if you wanted a tight game called, you know, they both got away with some stuff. And I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me was, was uh, the way Caledonia just flipped a switch and, and uh, you know, went off on Mineral Point in that game. I thought that was very impressive too. That And and I'll throw one more out there, the, the Alaska defense, the last game of the night against Oconomowoc. Holding them in thirties, uh, that the, kind of set them up for for a big game on on Tuesday against Holman. They turned around did the same thing, and uh, you know held Holman in the thirties in that game. So really good defense around Alaska uh, the last couple of games, and kind of gives them momentum going forward too.
1: Saturday's tournament was a basketball fan's dream from from the beginning to the end. Yeah, granted there were some blowouts like the Aquinas girls and uh, things like that. The Logan boys. Um, struggled too, but there was some really good basketball like you mentioned online and in print for Saturday Todd there were some good prospects there it wasn't just mm-hmm. in the central Minnehaha game there Hold were on. some all day from beginning to end and that was a real treat for me you all the fans to see good talent not only in Wisconsin but also in Minnesota Throughout the day, and hopefully that trend will continue as the Midwest Players Classic evolves into even bigger, into a bigger event down the road.
2: Yeah, I think they'll continue to keep drawing really good teams to this thing. Obviously, they can't expand it because there's only hours. Awesome yeah, <laughs> <yeah, for sure. laughs> they're maxed out on games. It's expanded to this point, but there won't be any more of that. But I think they've they're really just solidifying themselves year in year out to to assure themselves of that elite talent and, and to have many ha keep coming back the way it is. Um, and, and getting all the best local teams of course the local teams will want to do it but yep, yep. but getting some of these teams to commit Kakana to come over again
1: Yep, they were uh, good. And, and
2: play Logan that was fantastic getting Mineral Point I thought was good even though Caledonia beat them uh, Mineral Point's a, a small school that had, had a couple of D1 prospects one of them it's not on the team anymore. <laughs> we didn't know that until Saturday morning. Yeah, that was, that's, uh, but, a, that's a wild situation. But, but, I mean, getting them to come, you know, is it, fantastic, too, and getting those teams out of the cities yep. is yep. is always great. And Sun Prairie played well. Sun, oh, yeah, Sun Prairie. Over oh, Over the Dale South game, right? Yeah. yeah, And, yeah, I, I don't think anybody thought they were going to go in and win that game, and and they led that thing. They had control throughout. I mean, yep. it was tight for a little while, but they had control throughout, and I think a lot of people may, may have thought Sun Prairie wasn't uh, – of the caliber to be here this year after losing the Johnsons after last season uh, with Jalen and Kobe Johnson, they certainly would have fit in, but they showed they fit in even without those guys by getting a big win on Saturday. And I want to go back to something you said about the Caledonia game,
0: Uh, flipping the switch for them. That seems to be, I mean, I saw them in their first game of the season, uh, you know, Four, basically four days after they won the state football championship. So you, you kind of had to give them credit for the fact that they were rusty. They haven't been shooting as many jumpers as teams that are going to be playing all that stuff. But it does seem like that team is just – Something about it is not as consistent as they have been in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you lose a point guard like an was, Owen King, yeah, where old, he's yeah, yeah he's the engine that they, they can find everybody and start you know, start their offense. That's a factor, but it just does seem like they they hit some cold stretches that maybe they didn't or they haven't in years past. But then when they are hot or when they when they're making their shots, they are as good
2: as t- any team around here. Yeah, they're just they're just not as as deep as they were. Before, mm-hmm. I think last year when somebody, and, and Owen just kind of drifted in and out in terms of taking, I mean, he was always in control of things. Everything ran through him. Uh, but they had a lot of different options. Maybe they don't have quite as many options this year in terms of that. If somebody's not hitting, they're going to have to let them shoot through it and, and don't have other places to go with it. But, man, Eli King looked good in that game, and, and Noah had a good game there too. So y- they do have you know the star power with the King boys there. I think they'll still have a really good year. Um, they've only lost to, to good teams right. this season. It's not like they've gone out there and, and played poorly. I wish we could have seen the what they were doing against Minnehaha the other yeah. night. That, get, that will be rescheduled. So I I, it, I don't know if it has yet, but keep your eyes open for that. Uh, Minnehaha will be coming to Caledonia to play that game. Uh, so there, there's something there to, to look forward to, and, may, and maybe by then we'll see a little more consistency out of Caledonia, but maybe that's just what this team is right now.
1: And Minnehaha
2: is playing one more local team this weekend in Alaska. yeah, on Saturday in uh, Eastridge, I think it is. Yep. Uh, so, so, yeah, so if you're Minnehaha, you're coming down here and you're playing Central, you're playing Caledonia, and you're playing Onalaska. you are playing three, three top test teams we teams. have. Yep. So Minnehaha is coming down and testing itself in the Cooley region, which is kind of cool to have a team of that caliber doing. Yeah. Um, we should maybe let's add that. Let's talk
0: about that on Alaska game quick with uh, Minnehaha. You guys just saw him on Saturday. On, you've seen on Alaska. I know you stayed for the Onalaska game over at the center. Uh, it's obviously a terrific, terrific test for on Alaska because of the talent that Minnehaha has. I I think the kind of the big matchup there is Tyrell Stutley for on Alaska. Yes. We had a nice story on last week. Um, He's been asked to defend. I did. Yeah. I'll do it. No. Shame with self-promotion. That's what this game is about. Um, uh, he has been assigned to the other team's best player pretty much throughout the season by Craig Cole, the, the Alaska coach. Yeah, so now he gets you know, the best player in his class in the nation to, by many rankings, Jalen Suggs. Uh, we, we just saw Johnny Davis and Jordan Davis kind of combo guard him. What is it, seeing that guy up close, that makes him, I mean, you guys have seen a lot of basketball. What is it about
2: him that makes him stand out? Everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He's just, it's hard to describe. He's just, he's he's different. It's like watching, when people ask about girls basketball, when you watch Lexi Donarski play right now, she's just a different player. She's playing at a different level than anybody else, and she carries herself yeah. that way, and Suggs is exactly Suggs the same
1: carries line. himself in a completely different mm-hmm. mantra than anyone I've seen in the last five years covering high school
2: basketball. And, and I and, and I, I still think Jordan Davis did a great job covering him, but he's just that good. Yeah, Suggs,
1: Suggs carries himself on and off the floor, as the co- he has the confidence, he knows yes. he has the confidence as being the number one player in the class of 2020, and um, I like that about him, and, and some say that's cocky, and eh, maybe a little bit, but uh, he carries the confidence, he carries more confidence in himself, more so than probably any other player I've seen in the last five years covering high school basketball. A close second would probably be Noah McCarty, who now, who's now at Northern Illinois, He, he played in Sterling Rock Falls, Illinois, but, um, yeah, Suggs Suggs is the real deal, and he is going to get some high five power uh, looks, and he's he already is, and uh, I'm sure he will commit to
2: uh, top ten division one program. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, Stutley has his work cut out for him. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, the the other thing that that i will have to be concerned with is Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I mean, seven he's, like seven he's very he's seven lengthy. footer <laughs> who's who's chucking threes. And when you talk his release point, you know Central was running Terrence Thompson at him, and there wasn't a whole lot Terrence could do about it. No. Him. Uh, so if you if you have Stuntley on Suggs, I'm not sure what you're going to do as on Alaska. I asked uh, Craig Cole at the end of the night. I said, "How do you stop?" Chet Holmgren shooting threes and all, he just smiled. He goes, "He's a unicorn." <laughs>
0: he is. And he, he's unicorn.
2: like, he goes, "I, I don't know. He's, I, I don't know how we do that." Yeah, you, so. you want
0: to say contest get a hand in his face? Well, his face is a lot higher than your hand. Like, <laughs> it, like that's just a physical impossibility he, at times.
2: I need a full
1: size ladder just Contessa. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, I saw uh, Zach. You can go look at Zach's Twitter. Uh, Zachary W. James. He had a picture of Todd interviewing uh, Chet, and Zach and Todd are average sized adults. A little on the shorter Thank side. Thank you compared, for that compliment. <laughs> compared to a guy that's seven foot and Chet Holmgren, is a, just a funny picture to see down in the bowels of the center. But um, sticking with the center, we've got the Cooley Classic coming up. A uh, little bit different, obviously, where we're not talking about a bunch of teams from all over the place coming in, but uh, some great rivalry games going to be down there. What is it? Eight games again for the, the Cooley yeah, Classic? Yeah, the,
2: the whole Cooley, the whole Cooley Conference will be there, and they throw the crescent in the middle. <laughs> so. Even like Crescent yeah. used to be on the goalie. so oh, okay. Yeah, so they've, they've just stayed and, and been a part of this thing. But, yeah, there's there's a few good games there. They're, they're starting at, I think it's 9 o'clock. Yeah, 9 o'clock will be the first game. last game is at 8 o'clock. So, okay, so kind of that. the same schedule all day.
0: Um, obviously kind of the marquee mm-hmm. matchup there. We've got the G.E.T. girls. Uh, I think they're ranked number five in Division III uh, in this week's poll. Uh, facing Arcadia, which I believe lost one game. Yeah. If, if they've lost, it's only been one game. Um, and obviously when you're talking about a te- two teams that are going to play each other multiple times, when you have your first test against each other at this neutral site competition, it's, it'll be a fun one. Uh, when you're talking about G.E.T., it, everything kind of has to start with Lexi Wagner oh, yeah. having a terrific <laughs> season again. Um I think what I've noticed, just I haven't gotten out to see her play yet, but just from the scores we get uh, sent in and talking to, to area coaches, just the way that she's adding things like more rebounding, some more distribution of the ball, just some different elements of the game. She's always been a scorer. That's going to be her strength. That's what she's getting You know, college looks for. But her all-around game, it seems like, is developing even better this season.
2: Yeah, I'm, l- I'm looking forward. I haven't seen her play uh, yet this year, so I'm looking forward to seeing that game. It's a noon game too, so – uh, decent time to get out and, and watch the game and arcadia like you said has been playing very well at this point uh some coaches said at the beginning of the year that they thought arcadia might be one of the teams to beat so they're standing up to that at, at this point and uh we'll see how they they handle a get team and, and wagner who like you said, is having a, a pretty phenomenal season right now
0: if arcadia can knock off get they'll get onto that state oh, stage yeah. that state recognition yeah. level yeah. um that's, that's I mean, Todd, you've been an AP voter for a long time. You know how it is. It's just sometimes people have to look at the record. They're not being able to see. They're not going to be able to dive into every single stat or every, you know, whatever it is. They just look at record. But uh, a big signature win would be huge for Arcadia there. But that will be at the center all day, like Todd said, 9 o'clock in the morning start on Saturday. And then, like we also mentioned, the On Onalaska Minnehaha game up in uh, Minnesota. That will be one to make sure we're we're following along with. But, um just want to wrap it up here. Everything that we've been talking about, you can find coverage on lacrosstribune.com, dot com. Especially the Midwest Players Classic, a ton of great stuff. Zach and Todd were cranking stuff out um, over at the center. Lots of videos, lots of interviews with players and coaches. Some guys that you're not always, they are not going to see, you know, again this season, like a Jalen Suggs or Chet uh, Holmgren. Just a lot of guys that are going to be, you know. College names very very soon. Yes. Uh, we're here and we're talking to our guys, so make sure you're checking that out on lacrosstribune.com. And we also
2: have to hype on lacrosstribune.com coming up our trip to the Driftless Axe. Right. Today. We, yes. I don't know if that deserves its own podcast or not. I think it should. Yeah, yeah. I think, think it yeah. should. We'll, so we may have to. You may have to lo- listen for that. But watch for uh, soon uh, for a, a story yes. and, and video on all of us uh, from the Tribune staff going down to the Driftless Axe
0: absolutely all right well that's going to wrap it up for the trip prep podcast lacrosse make sure you're following us on twitter Zach's at zachary w james todd summerfelt lax i'm c bark dizzle we will be back next week with trip preps on thursday and probably all right we will have a grab bag podcast on monday as well that one is where we're going to go all around area sports college what area stuff, recreation, all that type of stuff. So if you have ideas or want stuff to be discussed on there, email us at sports at But, all right, like I said, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, let us know anything you want to hear in the comments or uh, through Twitter. We will be back next week.